Welcome to PeerPod, where you are the peer and we are the pod. Here at the PeerPod studios, we've extracted the sweet, sweet juice from our freshly squeezed student experience, and we have bottled it for a reasonable price, free and fresh for the download. We are dripping with knowledge, and we really can't wait to share with you our words of motivation, experience, and of course, our stories. Hello, and welcome back to the PeerPod podcast, the podcast where you are the peers and we here are your pod. We're coming at you from our ThinkSpace studio. As always, I'm your host, Life Coach Layla. And today I am joined by two expert guests, Sharon and Alicia. They are student liaison officers involved in a pretty important awareness and education campaign for Consent Matters. Welcome aboard, guys. Hi. Hi, thank you. <laughs> so here at PeerPod, we are opening up the dialogue about this really important issue. So we are all about living a healthy student life. So the chances are this will affect you or someone you know. So it's really important to arm yourself with the knowledge and to just be prepared as you would for any other aspect of your health. So just before we start, we have a little disclaimer for you. In the following episode, we are discussing a sensitive topic touching on sexual assault that may cause some distress in some listeners. If you find this at all triggering at any time, feel free to leave the podcast if you feel uncomfortable. For more information and support, please see the links that we'll leave underneath the podcast. Before we start talking about why consent matters, let's first of all address what is consent, because I know it's not always very clear to people what consent is. The idea of consent is pretty simple at its base kind of line. It means freely agreeing to do something or giving permission for something to happen. So consent must be given by choice by someone who has the freedom and capacity or ability to make that choice. To explain it a little bit more, really we need to be enthusiastic and proactive, provide verbal and physical cues, and consent is just not a no or a lack of a no. So basically if I say no doesn't mean convince me. <laughs> Playing hard to get does not mean yes. You know, we're really relying on both verbal and physical cues, and it's really about setting the boundaries for each individual themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Really, this is all about just giving yourself the confidence to do what you're happy with. And consent is you agreeing completely, enthusiastically, and absolutely that you're okay with what's about to happen. Do you guys agree? Yes, totally. Why is that important for us to know what consent is? I think it's important so that we know what our comfort levels are and what we feel comfortable with, especially with people around us as well, and that we're not doing something someone doesn't like, really. Consent, it's all about what you're happy to do. And I think it affects everybody as well. So lots of people think, oh, I'm, you know, I'm not in an intimate relationship or, you know, why do I have to, you know, why does this concern me? And I think at some point everybody's potentially going to be in some sort of intimate relationship, but also consent transgresses the boundaries of just sexual consent. Obviously there are consent around, you know, in friendships and in family relationships or in any other relationship. So I think it's important for everybody. A lot of people just assume it's hard yes, hard no, and there is a lot of grey area and a lot of confusion about what it can mean, even within yourself, when you're trying to give up a particular signal, you know, you can have mixed signals within yourself. And I think it's important to realize that's normal. And also to sort of build your confidence in how to deal with that as well. And what that can mean, you know, if you're unsure, that doesn't mean yes. Yeah, so I think constantly checking in with your partner. So if mm. you're engaged in anything kind of intimate, it's about maybe checking in that they're enjoying it or that they're okay with it. And that can be asking them, is this okay? Do you like this? Can can I try this? Or it might even just be obviously watching for body cues. Um, it's, it's not really just one thing alone. It's kind of everything. You can say yes, but your body is not giving off the signal as yes. And mm. this is where I like when you say it's 
enthusiastic. You have to be proactive about it. And also there's verbal and nonverbal cues which come into body language and things. So I think it's really important for everyone to be aware that when you are asking someone to do something, that you're also aware that there can be some area for misunderstanding and you really have to arm yourself because it is a pretty serious matter. It's a pretty serious matter for both individuals involved or whoever is involved for them all to be aware what the consequences are. And I think that leads into, you know, what, what happens in those times where, you know, people uh, under the influence of alcohol yeah, or drugs, uh, you know, might not be 100% themselves. And I think a lot of students have a lot of questions about, well, actually, in that case, what does consent mean or, or what do we do? Um, and I really think if there's any kind of question about it, it's don't do it. At that time, you know, wait until both parties or, you know, all parties are aware of what's going on and can actually give consent because if you've had alcohol, you're not able to consent. No, absolutely not. And I guess it's important just to trust your gut instinct and like what your body is trying to tell you as exactly. well in these and situations. We need to be opening up this dialogue about it because we really, you guys need to feel confident in yourselves with what you want, what you're okay with. And that doesn't have to be defined by anyone else but you. So I think we kind of alluded to the point that there are some grey areas with this topic. So is there anything that we can let our listeners know that just maybe some common questions or some common things that students are usually confused about? I think it's important to remember that even if someone gives consent once, um, doesn't mean they can give consent continuously. Um, and also some of the common doubts that students sometimes have if, if they're in an intimate relationship with a boyfriend or girlfriend is it's almost assumed that they constantly give consent, but they mm. might not be feel comfortable with certain things and that it might not feel, you know, able to say no. But it's important that they understand that just because in a relationship doesn't mean that they're giving consent continuously. There might be things they don't actually feel comfortable with. And you can also change your mind as well. As the many times thing. as you want. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So you might be into something to start with and then it, it kind of crosses your boundary level. So being able to kind of have the confidence to say no or to kind of indicate no and more so also for your partner to check in with you. I just think it's important both ways. There's a lot of issues. There's a lot of things that funnel into how we actually understand it. So even like our cultural background, for example, how we were raised, any these things can filter into what we deem acceptable. I think this topic can be really uncomfortable for a lot of people. I do think, but particularly if you've had negative experiences before, or yes, if you've got certain cultural beliefs, um, religious beliefs, I think we've just got to be aware that it's something that affects us all in some capacity. I think we've also got to think about in different relationships, there are issues around power and authority. So yeah, I, I think it's important for everybody, but I also appreciate that it's uncomfortable and it can be kind of full on. So I think everybody, you know, even if it's something you don't talk about, but you just think about for yourself, I think that's really important. So I guess there are other things to consider um, when you're in kind of intimate relationships with someone that is not necessarily just about consent, but is also about health, obviously sexual health, potential things like pregnancy, in regards to communication, uh, communication should be open about, but as well about these other things. Um, like contraception and yeah, safe absolutely. sex. So, yeah. yeah, Ensure that you have adequate contraception or protection or whatever that is for you. And I think lots of people think it's not sexy to talk about consent or to talk yeah. about... Uh, Kills the mood, right? Yeah, yeah, and I think we've really got to... Um, or 
kind of get over that. Um, you know, you're not maybe going into detail about everything, but it's more just uh, to have it at the back of your mind and be aware of it. It's a taboo topic as well. It's something that people often don't want to talk about because it does make you uncomfortable or there's certain boundaries there. You know, some cultures you can't talk about it. or for, You know, there are so many contexts where it, it can make it uncomfortable. But I think the bottom line is when it comes down to health, we got to break that barrier down. And I think as well, I just want to mention that I think it's important that actually the onus of responsibility is on all parties involved. Yeah, absolutely. The people that need to, to kind of understand this is everyone. So it's, as I said, it's about, it's not just saying I feel uncomfortable, therefore I have the obligation. It's also about your partner or saying, you know, actually you okay with this? Is this okay? There are negative consequences to a lot of scenarios that can manifest as well. That's for both parties. And I think it's important for people to realise that there's responsibility there. And it's not just do whatever you want, whatever you feel like, whenever, that there are serious consequences and we need to be aware of that. I think the the message is also about having, like, keeping the lines of communication open with your partner and, you know, some of what Alicia was saying around, you know, checking in with them constantly. Probably most people have heard about revenge porn, yeah. so to speak. So obviously the sharing of intimate images, which might have originally been consensual, and then say after a breakup or something happens, then those images are distributed without somebody's consent. So that actually is a crime here in Australia, and I think you can get up to, I think, three years, three years. Yeah, for doing that. So that's definitely one aspect, I think, of digital realm these days that we've got to be aware of so if you do decide that you do want to share intimate images it's about actually once you've sent them you don't have control over them anymore you know what could possibly happen in the current age that we live in a lot of young people actually meet people online um, Mm. through dating apps like tinder or grinder and they obviously consensually they organize a date and sometimes one thing leads another but um, shouldn't put themselves in a situation where they don't feel comfortable or they feel unsafe. And it's also important to, you know, make sure you're safe yourself. And it even might even be little things like letting your friend know where you're going to be going. Um, mm. Just making sure there's things in place to make sure that you're safe before you go on that date. And I think people do get uh, harassed, obviously, online as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, there's not as much responsibility sometimes mm. online versus obviously face-to-face. You can have an anonymous, someone can have an anonymous account. Exactly, yeah. so, exactly. So yeah. obviously today we're talking about consent in the, and sexual consent, but, I, you know, digitally we're talking about sexual harassment, but along with things like bullying. Stalking. And yeah. stalking, yeah. yeah. So I think it's just for students to be aware of the app and uh, what they can do within the app, like to so report mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. app if someone is harassing them. There's also someone they can report to the e-safety commission so I'm imagining we can have the details. Do you have any advice for people that just they feel uncomfortable but they're worried about being impolite? I think there are ways to kind of get out of situations if you feel uncomfortable without being blunt so that might work for some people just saying no I've got to leave or I feel uncomfortable I mean you can say that but I think sometimes you can also you know say you've got to go to the bathroom or excuses um, somewhere to go to you've got somewhere else Mm. like yeah another appointment Mm. a meeting you know if you've got friends around you know you can always have a signal with friends yeah safe Um, word I've heard a lot of people even mm. some um, bars actually have like a safe word yeah please don't think we're saying don't meet people (laughs) online don't go on dates don't have sex (laughs) it's not about that at all. We know all these things happen. We just 
equip him with the knowledge so that that's what it is it's the confidence it's Mm. the knowledge to do what you're happy with and what you're okay with if you're out with friends and you know you do see something behavior that makes you feel uncomfortable I guess you definitely is important to to intervene if you feel comfortable and safe to do so there are ways to do it that are safe and there are ways to do it that might not be so safe so obviously directly confronting someone might not be the best way about it things like making a distraction um, once again you know saying oh you need your friend for something you know even just conferring with the people around you because I think often if you're uncomfortable about something and witness something people around you will feel the same way so sometimes you might talk as a group and say look do you see that what do we do about it we see something uncomfortable but we think oh someone else will do something about it or it's not my, I shouldn't interfere. Sometimes it can be really, really important to intervene in a way, as I said, that's kind of safe for everybody. Yeah, and I guess it's important not to assume someone else is going to step in and help that person. So if something has happened to you, big or small, that you're uncomfortable with, what are some avenues that people can either report or some areas for support? Firstly, the university has a lot of student support services that sit underneath it. Depending on the situation, obviously myself and Alicia we provide support to students experience sexual assault or harassment or even in, in domestic violence situations. And you obviously have counselling services as well. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important that students know there are services on campus that are available to them for free. Free, and, anonymous. Yeah. And, but if they don't feel comfortable going to these services, that's okay as well. There's a lot of services outside that they can report to. And I think um, you can also feel very confused about something that's happened. Feel uncomfortable about it, but not really know what it was or what happened. Uh, just to get some inf- more information about it and can be really helpful just to help you understand what it was and therefore be able to make the best decision for yourself. If something happened and you definitely are like, I did not want that, I did, you know, that was not okay, you can go to police. That's mm-hmm. what, what you want to do. And I think, I know this is, is quite a heavy thing to discuss, but in instances of rape, timing is important as well well for forensic evidence and things like that so Mm -hmm. if something like that has happened it is important to try to seek help immediately when you're ready to talk about it is fine but also be aware that if you do need evidence for something that time can be important for that as well you know rape has occurred or any kind of instances there it's also important to make sure that your health's okay as well so you probably want to see a health professional after that Sexual assault is not just about sexual intercourse. There's also sexual touching. Things like penetration, but with not just, as you would imagine, like a penis. That might be Mm. fingers or it might be an object. Mm. There are lots of different ways that someone might be assaulted or sexually assaulted or indecently assaulted that people might not be aware of. And then we're getting obviously into like criminal sexual assault, indecent assault, they're crimes in Australia. And even sexting that we mentioned, like distribution yeah. images that you, you didn't give permission to, all those are quite serious crimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there can also be some grey areas between in certain relationships, be they as formal as they can be or as informal and casual as, um, as they could be. We also want to talk about consent in those contexts as well. So that healthy relationship between you and that other individual. In relationships, sometimes we can say yes to something, a a sexual act, but not necessarily are really consenting to it because we feel like the other person has pressured us or given us an ultimatum or blackmailed us into Mm. doing something that we're not comfortable with. So this does happen and people kind of like, oh, no, like I guess people think powerful things like I'll I'll kill you if could even be like break up with you if you don't consent to this 
or, you know, I'll tell everybody about something mm. that they don't want to disclose um, or you don't love me. Sometimes a guilt, mm-hmm. guilt tripping, mm-hmm. you don't love me or we're in a relationship or... Um, or you did before, what's wrong with now? Yeah, like so it's... a lot of kind of more subtle things around consent or lack of consent I think can happen, especially in relationships. Mm. So I think it's just being aware that that's not okay and you can still say no and... and being pressured into something is not actually you giving consent. That's also not okay and that's not a healthy relationship. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Mm. I was about to say probably an indication of an unhealthy relationship and potentially questionable about what do you want to be with this person or what does that mean or what does a relationship Mm. look like. And it could be hard as well because you might have been with that person for a long time, pretty well established in your life, so it can be really hard to find yourself in that position where you want to say no but you feel obliged and this is why we want to start this dialogue that keep open communication communication as much as you know you'd like to with that person if you want to foster a healthy relationship and let them know that's not okay and that that's something that you know is a clear boundary that you won't be putting up for if you can if not then you know support services and things to help encourage you and build your confidence and get you out of some uncomfortable situations as well or you might assume there are certain cultural norms when you come to Australia but it's not about cultural norms or anything like that it's about you as the individual and what you're okay with Yes, definitely. So what might feel comfortable for you might not be comfortable for me and vice versa. So the university is rolling out this year a Consent Matters module. So we've just discussed some of the key points and why it's important for everyone to arm themselves with this knowledge. Can you tell us a little bit about what that's going to entail for students and why it's important? Yeah, so the Consent Matters module has been happening here for a couple of years now. It's compulsory for all newly enrolled students to complete the module. Basically, the module ensures that students are informed about sexual consent and are able to play an informed and active role in continuing to build a healthy, safe and respectful campus community. So I guess it's important to note that the university takes really seriously things like sexual assault, Mm -hmm. uh, sexual harassment um, and other kind of unwanted or unsafe behaviours. And so the module is about informing students about these so students know what sexual consent is. This is like informative confidence building it's about empowering yourself with that knowledge and it's something that you're going to carry for the rest of your life not just at university experience so guys honestly take it up really internalize this stuff because it's a serious matter and the chances are it's going to affect you or someone you know and you'll probably get reminders about it (laughs) so if you don't want those reminders then we suggest (laughs) you get it done (laughs) and I guess it helps with some of the doubts you might have and even if you still have doubts after the module, you can still talk to one of us. So really today we are just touching on the surface of this topic and it's really, really important for us to understand and have confidence in. So we'll definitely link heaps of information below for you guys to go and explore and I definitely encourage you to. And as well, complete that module. It is compulsory for all students, but it, like I said, it's knowledge, it's interesting, it's, you know, it's something that you're going to need and carry with you for the rest of your life. If you would like more information or you found this episode triggering in any way, we've linked more information below where you can access support. Thank you for joining us and we really hope this episode helps you to feel more confident in making choices that are best for you and also opens up that dialogue so we can all be happy, healthy. Thank you guys for joining us. No problem. Thank you. Thanks, Lena. PeerPod is recorded and produced by the library's peer learning advisors in the ThinkSpace One Button Recording Studio on Gadigal Land. 